Hi, everybody. My name is Matt Rappold, and welcome to Midtown Conversations. Today on the program, you'll be hearing part two of my conversation with Midtown resident Dinah Murdoch. Dinah is the founder of KW Little Free Diverse Libraries, a local charitable organization that has raised over $4,000 to stock our little libraries here in KW with books by Black and Indigenous authors and authors of color. Last time on the program, Dinah spoke about how Black Lives Matter protests last summer inspired her to take action on the issue of representation, and also about how the Little Free Diverse Libraries movement is actually global. In the last month, Dinah's chapter, as she calls it, of Little Free Diverse Libraries has picked up even more steam. In December, she was profiled by the Waterloo Region Record, and a few weeks ago, was even on CTV News. Now, she's going from just stocking books to actually building libraries. Today on the program, Little Free Diverse Libraries, Part 2, with Dinah Murdoch. So, Dinah, you've talked about the origins of KW Little Free Diverse Libraries, and also how the organization functions on a day-to-day level. So, Tell us a little bit about this new project you're working on uh, called the Ward 8 Project. Yeah, so of course I've been like bitten off a whole other project in the process of this, but for sure, you know, something I noticed early on is that some neighborhoods like Midtown have a ton of little free libraries um, and some have very few. And so actually in my my sort of uh, plan of attack has been to start in my own neighborhood with putting books in libraries and then sort of I'm been because I'm right geographically in the middle of the city I've just been sort of concentrically moving out out so I'll go to the northeast and then I'll go to the southwest and I'm now getting to the point where I've been to as many little free libraries as I know exist in the main part of uh sort of the middle and now I'm getting into the outreaches of the city so I've been you know probably three quarters of the way around uh and yeah, some neighborhoods there just aren't very many. And you know, typically they're put up by homeowners. And so if you are in a little in a neighborhood where there aren't a lot of homeowners, where it's more rental housing or low-income housing, um, then there are not likely to be a lot of little free libraries. And you know, I think community organizations and schools and things are more reluctant to put them up because they you do kind of need to have eyes on them. And, you know, they do get vandalized from time to time, unfortunately. So sometimes people are concerned about that. But um, so I just had the thought that, you know, why don't we get some libraries up in some areas where they don't really have very many? So that led to applying for a city of Kitchener Love My Hood grant Mm -hmm. last summer, which like for anyone who's listening was the most amazing experience. Like it's a ton of work. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But um, like if you have a great idea, you've got to apply for one of these grants. If you're willing to put the work in, they, the city assigns you a coach of sorts that will work with you all the way through to help you refine your application and, you know, meet the criteria along the way. So it's not a guessing game, you know, whether you'll get approved or not. I mean, nothing is guaranteed, but, you know, they give you certainly all the, all the tools to be successful. I was so impressed with the whole, whole process. Anyway. 
Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up the issue of the distribution of these little libraries around the city. Because, of course, around KW, there are areas and our neighborhoods where there is just a much lesser mm -hmm. rate of home ownership. So do you have any advice for people who are living in these neighborhoods or for people who are living in apartments, and but they still really want to start sure. one of these little libraries? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure, like, you know, they could be put up in more public spaces. I, I don't think you can just go and put one up in the park, but you could certainly look into neighborhood grants or, you know, call your local um, city councilor and ask some questions because there's ways of getting them up, you know. And if you wanted to put one in a park, for example, it's possible that that's not as hard to do as you might think, as long as somebody is willing to be responsible for it. That's sort of key is you need eyes on it. So to get back to the libraries that we're building, the, um, the neighborhood grant uh, stipulation is that you are applying for either uh, the neighborhood that you work or live in. And given that I live in Midtown and we don't need any more free libraries here, um, I decided to apply for the grant for Ward 8, which is as big as you can kind of get when you're talking in neighborhood. They let me go as big as a full ward, <laughs> which is pretty big. So Ward 8 um, stretches from approximately Union Street to the north all the way down to Highway 78 to the south. Fisher Hallman to the west, if you can visualize that, over to the east, it would be sort of a mix of Belmont and Homer Watson. So it's a great big ward. Uh, there's a number of public schools in that ward, including the one that I teach at. Um, and so, you know, it's perfect. You know, there are pockets of that area that have a few. There's a few libraries in Forest Hill, for example. Um, and less so in other areas. So we have, we'll be putting up 10 little free libraries in that ward and they'll be um, completely sort of geographically spread out through the ward. Um, so we're just working on securing our final 10 stewards. Um, we wanted people attached to the libraries rather than just putting them up in public spaces. and. Um, Although there's a bit of that too. Community centers and things, for example, are, are part of the plan, but nothing is for sure yet. So um, stay tuned. But yes, we're hoping for that in the spring to get those um, libraries up and they will be filled with beautiful brand new books. Amazing. Yeah. I also really like the fact that you use the term steward to describe the person who takes care of a little library. That's a really great term for it. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, but yeah, no, if people want to get them built. I mean, there's ways of doing it. And, you know, we've we've had to think creatively with this project too. And, you know, there's a few concerns about vandalism. So, you know, I think we're going to try and outfit at least a couple of them on wheels so that they could be wheeled out during the day and wheeled in at night. So we'll see how that goes. Well, Dinah, I've so appreciated hearing about KW Little Free Diverse Libraries. This is definitely going to change the way that I look at little libraries here in our community. Before I let you go, however, we have a lightning round to get to, and I have five questions here that will hopefully help the KW community get to know you, Dinah Murdoch, a little bit better. So are you ready for the Midtown Conversations <laughs> lightning round? Okay. Here's question one. What is the most interesting little library design you have ever come across? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I think some of the big ones, like there's some really big ones out there that are like, you know, several shelves deep. 
which is pretty cool. I think that's the best I can think of. I can't, there's also, um, actually there's a beautiful one on Waterloo street, uh, owned by a neighbor and a friend of mine. Uh, and it has book quotes all around it. And I do believe she has like a living roof on it with, you know, plants growing out of it and stuff. That's pretty cool. So I will say that one. Very cool. And that's on Waterloo street. Yes. On Waterloo street. Okay. Next question. What is the most memorable book you found in a little free library? Okay, memorable. For some reason, like just the funny ones come to mind. Like I found this super old biography of Jean Chrétien <laughs> with like a really goofy picture of him on the cover. I don't know why that one's standing out to me right now. Um, yeah, I, I bet I could do better than that, but not off the top of my head. <laughs> Well, that just means you'll have to come back to the show sometime. Yeah. Okay, next question. What is the best regular-sized library you've ever been to? Mm. Well, I think I would have to say, oh, you know what? I have a good answer for this. The Detroit Public Library. Um, maybe it's not the best, but it was certainly super beautiful. My family, a couple of years ago, we did a sort of a few days in Detroit just exploring pre-pandemic. And um, that was one place that we went just to roam around. Not really so much to look at books, although we did a little bit of that too, but just like incredible architecture and art and just like a beautiful building. So if ever you're in Detroit, check out the Detroit Public Library and it's right across from the art museum. So you can hit two birds with one stone. Will do. Now, I think if we're talking about regular size libraries, I'm quite partial to my university library at Trent. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, sitting in the second floor, looking out over the Otonabee River, surrounded by all the books. And I mean, of course, the beautiful architecture of Ron Tom. It's pretty special. So I really like that, uh, that library. That's so nice. And you know what? I am pretty partial to the KPL. I, the KPL Central Branch. There's nothing like walking in and that incredible pink paper art installation hanging from the ceiling. It's so gorgeous. And I just have good feelings every time I go in there. Yeah, there's nothing like going in there and hearing the sounds of piano or having sometimes a full no. band going on right in the central lobby area. And I mean, there's a cafe and it's always so bustling and full of life. It really is a pretty special place. And we're quite lucky here in Kitchener to have access to a library as good as that. It's beautiful. So two questions left here, Dinah. The first question is, it's a simple one. What book is on your nightstand right now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, let me look. Well, it's on my Kobo. Um, I, yeah, I just finished uh, Desmond Cole's The Skin We're In, which was great. And every Canadian needs to read that book for sure. And I also have, actually, I do have a real book. I have Emily St. John Mandel's The Glass Hotel which I have not read yet. So that's, I always have a few things on the go. And I'm listening to an audiobook right now about listening. And it is really interesting as well. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's fascinating. It's called You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. It's really good. So yeah, always a few things on the go. Great. And my last question for you, Diana, you kind of stole the thunder a little bit with this one, but... What is one book that you think everyone here in Kitchener-Waterloo should read? Yeah, well, definitely The Skin We're In. Everyone should read that for sure, every Canadian. Because I think we tend to think, um, you know, these, you know, situations with police, um, 
don't happen here. I mean, you know, I think, I don't know. As I was reading it, I just thought to myself, I am so familiar with, you know, so many of the situations that have happened in the States with police violence and anti-Black racism. Um, And yet there are many of those same stories described in The Skin We're In that have taken place in Ottawa and Toronto and Mississauga. And I embarrassed myself in reading it because I just thought I have not heard. I don't think I'm familiar with some. Like there were some that I'd heard of, but there were some that I hadn't. Um, And so that just made me feel like, you know, extra certain about the fact that we think that we don't have a problem here in Canada. And we absolutely do. That's always so important for us to remember. And we're very lucky that we have people here like yourself and like others who are working to make our libraries, both big and small, a little bit more diverse and inclusive. Now, before I let you go, Dinah, is there a website that you have or an email address for people who want to get in contact with you or contribute to KW Little Free Diverse Libraries? Absolutely. Yes, I do have a website. It is kwlittlefreediverselibraries.com. And it's a pretty simple website with just pretty basic information about the project. And I'm also um, on social media. Instagram is where I do most of my um, social media stuff. And that's KW Little Free at KW Little Free Diverse Libraries. So yeah, you can find me there too. Thanks, Dinah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was part two of my conversation with Dinah Murdoch, founder of KW Little Free Diverse Libraries. Thanks so much for joining us here on Midtown Conversations. You can find us every Saturday morning at 1130 here on Midtown Radio. My name is Matt Rappolt, and until then, we'll chat again soon here on Midtown Conversations.